Before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Today, I am joined by Coach Paul Herbis. Coach Herbis is entering his first year as a coach at his alma mater, Minnetonka High School, uh, for the Skippers. Last year, he served as an offensive coordinator for Occidental College. Uh, previously, he coached at Black Hill State University as both a running back and tight ends GA. Uh, he's originally from Minnesota but played his college ball in South Dakota for the Augustana Vikings, where he was a three-year starter and helped the team win 34 games over his career there. Uh, he graduated from Augustana with a degree in business administration with an emphasis in management, sports management, and a minor in psychology, which all coaches need, I think. Uh, so, Coach, what's going on? How are you this morning? Thanks for having me on today, Coach Schiffman. I've been fantastic. Just Itching, itching to get back towards the season and, yep. and, and, and ready for all this COVID-19 madness 10. Yeah, you and, you and everybody, every other football coach in America, I think. So that's, that's, that's good. Um, you know, first question I've got to ask you, and you kind of alluded to it in your, in your bio you sent to me, but uh, talk to me about how the offensive line was, you know, played a part in the success of some of the really good teams you were, you were on. Yeah, I mean, offensive line play is crucial. And that's, and that's really the – the piece of football that, that I'm really drawn to, having played offensive line my whole career, being around the sport, that's, that's definitely where the point of attack is in any great offense. That's, that's where games are lost and where games are also won. Right. And at the end of the day, that's the position group that I really hang our team's success on. And, and moving forward, I mean, that's, that's really where, where it's a unique position. I mean, no other game in the world are – you defending someone with your back turns toward them and, and still going out and being aggressive and, and right. being dominant. And, and it's an awesome position that, that I definitely have a passion for. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's such a good point that, uh, you know, we're, we're, yeah, like you said, we're protecting those guys, but can't even see what's going on. So it's, it's uh, sometimes we're, we're playing blind, but it's still fantastic. I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, no doubt. And that's, that's where trust really comes into it is, is being able to trust the other four on the line when you're out there and, oh yeah. and, and really knowing that you have each other's back. And, and that's why communication is, is so critical in our position because you, you have to be able to know what's going on without actually looking there. Right. And, and that's such a, such a critical aspect of offensive line play. Right. Absolutely. 100%. Um, you know, you talked about your passion for offensive line and, and offensive line play, and obviously you were an offensive lineman, but uh, you got your coaching career started kind of coaching the running backs and tight ends um, as a GA. Talk to me a little bit just uh, about how that, that role went and, and, you know, what struggles or, or, or difficulties you might have had in that transition from the offensive line to the, uh, you know, to the skill, skill position. Definitely. I think a big, a big adjustment to me is obviously that it was foreign, that it was something new. Right. And that's really where I had to reach out to my other coaches. And I've had some – some fantastic coaches who have who have mentored me from those position groups and and those are people I really relied upon in that first year of college coaching is 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 using my resources and so moving forward what I did is I actually went back to Augie and I actually sought out people and I watched film with them and I learned from them and and 
I use some of their drills. And that, that, that's really what helped me bridge the gap is by seeking resources from people who, who already do it at a really high level and, and, and using those to really help, help bridge the gap and, and help get me up to speed. I mean, the biggest difficulty for me, I think, would, would have been the pass game. Right. I've been in alignment. And especially with the tight end group, I mean, I did not get a coach for them a long time. But moving forward, I mean, just being able to sit with my OC to learn tight end play, to learn pass game structure, to learn, to learn different formations, personnels, and, and moving forward, different play concepts, and knowing the responsibilities of the tight end. That's right. something that I think really helped me holistically get my offensive game up and understand more what's going on at a deeper level. Right. I mean, absolutely. I think, I mean, I've heard, I've heard, I'm sure you've heard a thousand times before, you know, the coaching the tight end is kind of the gateway to being an offensive coordinator because you, you get both sides of it. You get to understand the run game schemes and, and the, what, how that works. And then you also get to understand the passing game schemes because obviously tight ends work out in the, you know, in both the passing game and the run game. So um, yeah, the, the wealth of knowledge, I mean, and you're starting to see it now too, a lot of offensive coordinators, especially at, at, at bigger schools, power five schools, they're not coaching the quarterbacks anymore. They're coaching the tight ends because they can be completely involved with the offense. So um, I, I think that's a, it's a definitely an underrated position to, to coach. And I think it's a very important position to coach out there. Um, you know, not, not quite as important as the offense line, but still pretty important. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I mean, yeah. like, like, like you said, it just really helps bridge the gap that much easier and, right. and, and, and really helps expand and, and speed up coaches growth. Right. Absolutely. 100%. Um, you know, one of the things that, that we talked about and you and I talked about this the other day, a little bit kind of offline, uh, you know, your, your new role at, at Minnetonka. Um, I'm always fascinated with kind of coaches going back home, so to speak, and coaching for their alma maters, whether it's college or, or, or high school. Um, I, you know, I was lucky enough to, to coach for my high school alma mater for seven years. Um, talk to me kind of about just what, you know, what you're looking forward to and, and, and making that, you know, in that new, new role and, and kind of what you, you remember most about your, your playing days at, at uh, Minnetonka. Oh yeah. Well, what I remember most is definitely, definitely those Friday night lights, definitely being on, on the field and, and, and how pure it was. I mean, right. there's no scholarships, no, nothing but the love of the game and nothing but love for, for your fellow brother and nothing but, but putting it on the line for, for school pride and, and for your city. And that's something that, that I remember the most about, about playing back in Minnetonka. It's just the love for each other that we had on that team and, and, and making it happen. And moving forward, I mean, what I'm really excited about to get back is obviously is, is to represent the community. But on top of that, it's, it's really to grow relationships and to really, really get back with some of the coaches who actually coached me when I was in high school. And I know there's just a great, great, great staff on, on all levels of the program there. Of, of people that I feel like who could have went on and co coached college football, but they actively chose not to. Right. I mean, there's, there is some fantastic members on that staff that I'm really excited to get with, learn more from, and, and mentor under. I mean, in, in, in helping me grow my coaching experience and my coaching knowledge, I think there's some fantastic men that I can definitely seek out as role models. Right. And that's, that's great, too, that, you know, you keep mentioning, you know, you mentioned growth, and, and I think it's important for – especially young coaches maybe listening or, or, or guys that have, you know, are feeling the, the burnout, I guess, if you want to call it that. But, you know, if you're not looking as a coach to continue to grow and, and to continue to learn no matter what, 
uh, you know, whether it's offensive play, defensive play, whatever it is, you know, maybe it's time to start finding a new profession because there, there's so much growth in this profession. Um, and, and it's, it's everywhere around you, you know, it's everywhere you want to look, whether it's social media, whether it's emailing a coach, whether it's talking to, you know, a, a colleague or a mentor, it's, it's everywhere around you. And, and it, you know, it's up to us as coaches to kind of reach out and grab it and find out what, what we can learn and how much we can sort of squeeze from it, I guess, if you want to call it that. No doubt about it. I mean, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right. And that's definitely something I've been a really big believer of is, is seeking out staffs and, and trying to get on, get on staffs where there are really experienced coaches and, and where there are coaches who have won, whether that's state titles, conference championships, you name it. I mean, those are the guys you really want to seek because they're doing it. They're, right. they're actively doing it and they've done it. And those are the guys that you really want to seek out to be your, be your mentors and to really learn from because one, one, they've achieved it and two, they can help you achieve it. And, right. and that's just like you said, a really big part of growing and, and continuing to learn more. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I've always said the, the the day I stop learning or wanting to learn is the day I'll stop coaching because it's, it's, it's passed me by or I've just lost the the love, unfortunately. So, um, you know, one, one of the last things I want to ask you before we kind of wrap up is, is uh, I kind of joked about your, your minor in psychology and, and all coaches should have that. Um, do you think that's helped you as a coach? I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously we're as coaches, no matter what position we're in, we're, we wear a lot of hats. Do you, do you feel like that, that psychology minor has, has helped you a little bit just in, in relating to, to young men? Tremendously. I think tremendously. Like you said, I think every coach should have some sort of, of, of learning in that aspect because it helps me understand how people tick and whether that's, whether that's other coaches, whether that's my players, mm -hmm. it helps me understand more conceptually what my players need and what they respond to better. If, if a certain player responds to me riding him a little harder, or if a certain player responds to getting loved up more, Right. If he responds to praise, I mean, and, and kind of the carrot and the stick metaphor, I mean, it, it really depends for, for certain players. And you really got to find out what makes them tick if you want to get that extra out of them, if you want to get that 100%, if you really want them to dig deep. You have to adjust as a coach to find out what, how, how do I come to this? How do I come to this angle of them playing their best snaps? And at the end of the day, it's the same, it's the same with, with coaches you work with as well. How do these coaches work? How do they operate? What, what environment suits them the best? And, and moving forward, I mean, if you can, if you can have that, that, that psychology background, I really think that, that it'll help you grow as a coach. And not only that, but help you understand relationships better. Right. And, and moving forward, help, help, help continue to help that growth that we've been talking about. Right. And that's what, it, I mean, relationships is, is huge. That's what it's all about. It's about building those relationships with, with players, with coaches, with, with everybody. So that's, that's, that's fantastic. Um, you know, last question I've got for you, and, and this is the one that stumps everybody, but if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you have coached, guys you've played with, or guys you were uh, just a fan of, who would be on that five-man offensive line? All right. Well, I'm going to start with Joe Thomas. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. I mean, he's, He's the Iron Man. He's the guy everyone's trying to be in the league. And who, I, I know he's obviously retired now, but he, he, he was the guy everyone was trying to be growing up, playing right. offensive lines, is, is obviously Joe Thomas. I mean, he, he's a fantastic man and, and definitely someone that everyone looked up to. And I mean, number two for me, 
would definitely be Matt Burke. I mean, a great oh. man of faith, um, a great man of character as well, um, and, and definitely someone that I look up to. I actually have a, a, a signed copy of one of his books because he's someone that, that I, I really, really think a lot of and someone who, who played the center position with a ton of intellect. Sure. And someone who obviously coming from an Ivy League school is a very smart man and and someone who certainly got it done in the league for a lot for a long, long, long period of time. Right. Um another one would definitely be Jake Lacina, a former player I played with. Um he's currently on roster right now with the Minnesota Vikings and and definitely someone who kinda kinda like Matt Burke. Really really intelligent guy, really smart individual. I mean this he's he's a year younger than me and when when he came into the Augustana program he knew the playbook better than me almost after the first couple of weeks. I mean, right. he is such a student of the game and someone the Minnesota Vikings are so lucky to have right now. And, and I, I just know he's going to have a fantastic rookie year coming up and, and he's going to do a lot of big things. Right. Um, number four would have to be my former coach, Matt Pakoulis. Oh boy. He played up at the university of Buffalo and, and that's the old line guru right there. I mean, I, I learned, just about everything from that man. I mean, he is a, he's a guy and, right. and he's a guy's guy. I mean, he, he, when it comes to O-line play, I mean, I, I would consider him the Albert Einstein of O-line play. I mean, he really knows his stuff inside and out and, and he's got some great O-line theories and, and some great substance. And, and he definitely gets the most out of his players too, talking with that relationship piece and, and what makes guys tick. That's something right. that he does a phenomenal job of and someone who, who, who I really look up to in this coaching world and someone I, I really aspire to be like. Awesome. Was that four or five? That was four. So okay. you got one more. Joe Thomas, Joe Thomas, Matt Burke, Jake Lucina, Matt Pakoulis. You got one more. You got to give me one more. You got to get, got to get a five man line. Oh my goodness. A five man <laughs> line. I thought this was, I thought this was Mount Rushmore here. Yeah, but I get to, I get to make my own rules. I get to change my rules. <laughs> All right. Um, another alignment for you now. Um, now, now, now I'm starting to get stumped. Now I can see why this now is you're, yeah. the, the, the harder one. I'll, I'll probably have to go with Quentin Nelson. Okay. I mean, wa watching him, watch, Quentin Nelson, I mean, watching him play that guard position, all pro. I mean, he's, he, he, he's a fantastic player for the Colts and just someone who's electric. I mean, I, I used to watch his film at University of Notre Dame. And at Augustana, we actually broke down some, some, some college game film as well when we were going through a progression. I mean, he's someone who plays every snap. Right. Just, just with a fire and a passion. And he's definitely someone that, that's going to continue to have great all-pro seasons and someone who's going to be around this league for a very long time. Right. Absolutely. Great. That's a, that's a good choice right there. So, um, well, Coach, uh, do me a favor before we get you out of here. Uh, drop your Twitter handle for everybody and, and, and uh, any other information you want these guys to know. Definitely. Well, um, my Twitter handle is at Coach Herbis, um, H-E-R-B-E-S. And as far as information for people to know, I mean, stay tuned to your local CDC guidelines and keep wearing those masks so we can return to play as soon as possible. Amen. Amen to that, man. It's uh, we we it's a uh, it's a uh, ongoing for sure. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a it's been a rough go around for a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, 100 percent in, in that. But. Um, well, Coach, again, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me this morning. Uh, you know, wish you the best of luck in, in, your, in your transition and your journey back home. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we get this, get this season rolling and, uh, you know, looking forward to watching your guys' success uh, as, it, as it progresses. 
Thank you so much, Coach Schiffman. I really appreciate you you having me on here today, and, and I wish the same to you. All right, Coach. We'll talk to you. Yep, sounds good. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Thank you.